This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. He's ready, Fulton? As ready as you'll be? Yeah. Always ready. Always ready. Good man. Good man. So, Fulton, what I want to start with, just give us your name, your job title, where you're from. That'll be a good start. Thank you. My name is Fulton Mangwanya. I'm the Director General of the Zimbabwe Parks and Wildlife Management Authority. And uh, the name says it all. I'm from Zimbabwe. So, Fulton hunting plays a big role in wildlife management, wildlife conservation. What's Zimpark's thoughts and policies around hunting and, and wildlife conservation? Thank you. When we talk of conservation in Zimbabwe, the first thing that everyone has got to know is that uh, we have got our philosophy, we believe in sustainable utilization of wildlife resources. So hunting on its own is two-pronged, the benefits that come from hunting. Uh, we do hunting in order to get funds for conservation business. Otherwise, we don't get anything from the fiscals, government fiscals. So the money that we get, we use it or we'll plow it back to do conservation business. 
which is the law enforcement, the anti-poaching and all those things. And at the same time, the proceeds that we get from hunting in Zimbabwe do go direct to the communities. As you know, the animals that we have are there because the communities are looking after those animals. So through campfire, about 800,000 families are benefiting from, from hunting and they actually sustain a living from hunting. So it's something that cannot be easily stopped because the moment we stop hunting in Zimbabwe, it means private land will definitely change the land use and that will be destruction of habitat. And at the same time, when you talk to Zimpax area, which is 5 million hectares or 13% of Zimbabwe, there will be congestion of animals, which is already there, because right now we've got an excess of about 40,000 elephants. So stopping hunting is disaster. The moment we stop hunting, it means the animals will be hunted to extinction, because they won't be having any value to anybody. So this is the situation in Zimbabwe. Give us, can you succinctly explain what campfire is? Okay. Campfire, uh, in uh, literal terms, it's, it's, it's like an association that was formed in order to actually benefit the communities from the proceeds that we get from uh, hunting. So it has got uh, communities who are actually bordering with protected areas, communities who are actually uh, close to the animals. It's like those that are actually getting the, 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 the brand of the human-wildlife conflicts and all those things. So they are the ones who are actually participating in, in the campfire. Campfire is currently being managed through local authorities, which are rural district councils. But the European Union the Ministry of uh, our Ministry, as well as Impacts, had a review of campfire that is in 2016 to 2017, where they came up with a new concept to say whatever we get from wildlife uh, business and hunting should go direct to the communities. So we are just waiting to launch the new phase of campfire. This will actually result in communities forming their own communities to manage the funds from hunting so that there won't be any uh, mediaries in between because of late there were some reports of misappropriation of funds. So when it actually comes up like that, the new phase, it means the 800,000 families will be benefiting directly from campfire. So this is it about campfire. Campfire are just actually trying to show that the animals are Zimbabwean animals, they are owned by the communities. Without the communities, the poachers will feast and the animals will be wiped out. So you've probably heard people say that only 3% of the hunting income goes back to local communities. True? I've heard it, but uh, that's not the truth. The truth is a substantial amount goes to the communities. But like I'm saying, there was a misappropriation of some funds along the way. Because, you know, when a rural district council fails to pay salaries for their workers and they see money from hunting, definitely it will be very difficult for them to let it go before they buy cars, before they pay salaries. So this is the situation that we are trying to correct so that the communities do benefit directly from hunting. What does hunting mean 
to the people, the communities of Zimbabwe? Uh, hunting, literally, the, 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 the communities and the people of Zimbabwe are now in picture of what it is really. They know it's a way of, uh, you know, species management. Because with hunting, it's a take-off game to reduce the species. Like the elephants in Zimbabwe, we have got a quarter of 500 elephants that we do hunt uh, every year. But all the same, it's too little to drop in the ocean because the numbers that we are using for elephants, we are saying 83,000, but that was a survey of 2014. Because right now those things have multiplied, boy. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we are talking of uh, an excess of over 40,000. And this is, is something that the communities will understand that if we do hunting, we will reduce the populations, we will reduce the human-wildlife conflicts. Because right now, the excess of the big five, especially the elephants, is causing a lot of problems because they are leaving their uh, habitat, going to... Residential areas where people do reside, thereby causing a lot of human wildlife conflicts. Uh, last year alone, uh, there were about 40 people who were killed by elephants in 2019, and uh, 50 or 52 percent of them were killed by elephants. So they well understand that the animals have got to be hunted so that the levels of the numbers go down. That goes to lions, that goes to cheetahs, that goes to buffaloes, eh, not rhinos, of course. But this is something that eh, the communities do understand, that hunting is part of our culture, and we have been doing it from time immemorial. It's not something that was prescribed to the Zimbabweans. It's something that they have been doing from way back, only that is becoming modern now. And at the same time, the way we are actually conducting conservation is being done in an excellent way. Hence, the reason why Zimbabwe has got number two in terms of population of elephants in the world, number four in terms of uh, a rhino population in the world. And right now, the cats are actually, numbers are going up because we are doing conservation in an excellent way, and Zimbabwe is one of the best countries in terms of conservation. One more question, Fulton. Okay. When you hear of DEFRA, who's the Department of Environment in the UK, okay. saying, we're going to put a hunting ban in place because we don't think that you, Zimparks, know how to manage your resource correctly. We know how to manage it, and we think that banning, tro banning trophy hunting is the way forward. How does that make you feel? The first thing, you know, if DEFRA is to say anything like that, it will make me angry. And, you know, when I met them in December, I told them openly that you were the guys who were actually colonizing Zimbabwe. You have got the right to make sure that you develop the country that you actually ravaged economically. So are we, I had one-on-one -on -one with them, and I told them that hunting is something that can never be stopped. If you are to stop hunting, you are destroying everything. Besides the livelihood of the communities, our economy is actually hinged on tourism. And tourism, we are talking of animals. If we stop hunting uh, animals, they lose value and they are wiped off and tourism goes. So it's something that cannot be easily decided by someone overseas. You can't prescribe without coming to the ground. You can't prescribe without hearing the other side, which is legally called 
who the Ultram Patam, the other side has got to be had. That kind of uh, you know, assumption is dangerous in the sense that in, a, in, in UK there used to be animals. Where have they gone? In East Africa, 32 countries which are fighting us in Geneva, it's cities, they used to have animals. They no longer have animals. Where did they go? Something wrong is being done. So everyone is going to, is going to come to Southern Africa, and particularly Zimbabwe, to learn on how we are achieving to look after these animals, how we are achieving to promote the reproduction of these animals without any of these side effects in terms of population growth. So for DEFRA to actually propose that, it's a pity. It won't be something workable. It will be an experiment that everyone will regret after a short while, because definitely, uh, when people change land use, after uh, losing value in, in, in wildlife, then we will see the actual results, the negative results. So we have told them, and we are going to submit some of these arguments in writing again, so that they, they understand. And in any case, we invited them over to come to Zimbabwe, go on the ground, and do inspection of, on, in local and understand the real arguments that we are putting across in terms of handing in Zimbabwe. Thank you. <laughs> Wilton, we're done. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.